Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. And I want you to listen closely to the message that I'm bringing to you today. In the book of Daniel, chapter 3, is where I'm going to talk. It's from where I'm going to talk today. the book of Daniel chapter 3 but before I go into this chapter 3 I want to make you to see how these men first demonstrated their faith in God it was reported in the book of Daniel chapter 1 that these men along with Daniel they purposed in, the, in themselves not to defile their body and we attributed this to the to, to Daniel. However, it was, the Bible says it was these four Hebrew men: Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Those four men purpose in themselves not to defile themselves. In book of Daniel, chapter one, in verse six, it went further and said, "Now among these were the children of Judah: Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names." The name given to Daniel was Belteshazzar, to Ananiah was Shadrach, and to Mishael was Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. Now, verse 8 said, But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. So you can say Daniel was perhaps the leader of these four Hebrew men. When we say leader, most like a Bible study group. And the Bible says it was Daniel that proposed himself. However, the four of them according to this chapter 1 it said the four, these four men all of them decided that they would not like to eat the king's portion of meat in verse 11 it said, then said Daniel to Mesa whom the prince of the eunuchs has set over Daniel and Ananiah, Mishael and Azariah prove thy servants I beseech thee ten days so what this chapter was talking about is Daniel and these three Hebrew men they propose to keep themselves pure according to the law of their religion and they refuse to eat the king's meat that they have classified as unclean meat because of that after they have been proved that yes they can live on the on the pearls and water they have requested they were allowed to live to, to eat those kind of food and what does that give to them it makes them have good blessing from God because they stood up for for their God because they stood up for their God they were blessed abundantly by the Lord and in verse and in the last few verses of Daniel chapter 1 the Bible said in verse 20 and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm so what we are saying then is it was not only Daniel that had this great favor from God even these three Hebrew children also had favor now when you, when you see I'm going to point to something in a moment when it comes to a, a point where Daniel interpreted the dream of Nebuchadnezzar the king and Daniel was being honored Daniel requested that Shidrach, Meshach and Abednego also be 
giving some honor because they prayed together even though the vision was revealed to Daniel so they were also made to be governors in the land now after Daniel had given the meaning of that dream to Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar decided to do something foolish according to my interpretation it was called something of pride in chapter 3 was where Nebuchadnezzar decided to raise up an image now I want to I want to point to some key things here in this chapter and why are you going through this I want to lay a foundation of why these men were blessed by God originally because they stood up for God they decide not to defile themselves and you as a believer and me as a believer we have got to stand up for Christ for us to be highly rewarded and blessed by God we have got to stand up for Christ it is very important just like these three Hebrew men and Daniel stood up for their God they refused to they refused to participate in the unclean meat and that was how they first dedicated their life to God you and me also must dedicate our life to the Lord Jesus Christ before we can expect great reward before we can before we can expect great blessing now anybody that dedicates himself to God and you are faithful to, to your God and, you, and, and to the Lord Jesus Christ as we are saying there will be a time of test God will not accept any son except he is properly proved God will not accept your faith until you have been proven like Job was proved that he actually loved God now these Hebrew men also were proved in this chapter 3 and let's see the, the trial the test for their faith in Daniel chapter 3 Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits and he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes the governors and the captains the judges the treasurers the counselors the sheriffs and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up now what you will notice is that the king didn't call the whole country or the whole city he only called the, the rulers the governors and the sheriffs and so on to come and bow to this image and I give it I, 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 I put it to you that the reason why he set up this image was to defy the prophecy that Daniel interpreted to him about his dream in chapter 2 where he said there will be other kingdoms after Babylon the, the, the metallic image that has the, the arms of silver will be another kingdom after Babylon he said Babylon will be the head but the, 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 the silver the arms and the chest of silver will be another kingdom that will overthrow or that will take over and then the belly and the thighs will be of brass another kingdom and he went further to the ions and Nebuchadnezzar wanted to defy that prophecy and that was why he was raising a, an image of pure gold from head to toe and, why did, and what did he do after he raised this image he wanted all those who could rebel who could lead a rebellion against him who could try to overthrow him from all the kingdoms of the world that he ruled that he ruled over he called all the judges and the, and the, and the rulers and the governors and the captains and the princes to come and bow to this golden image and that was actually a, def a defiance of the prophecy that he, he, he received from Daniel now that was what was really going on here now in verse 3 and he, he put a, a fear upon them he said when the princes and all the governors gathered in verse 4 he said an error cried aloud to you it is commanded O people nations and languages 
that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackboard, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Now that was the threat he put for anyone that would defy him. And therefore at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people and the nations and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Now there were three men that refused to fall down. And these are the three Hebrew men that we are talking about today. And this will be their, their confrontation with the king and their challenge. This will be the trial of their faith. They have said they want to follow God. Yes, you and me can say we worship the Lord Jesus Christ. We follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we are faithful. And we believe we have faith in our God. But the time of test will come. God will prove every faith that will come to him. And this is the time for these three Hebrew men. They have been enjoying blessing of God all along. And they have stood up when they, were, when they refused to defy themselves in a dedication to their God. Now is the real test. And this is what happened. In verse 8, he said, Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. And they spoke to the king that there were three men who refused to bow. And they said, These people refused to follow the, to worship your golden image in verse 11. And they said in verse 12, There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the prophets of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. See, when they reported these three men, Nebuchadnezzar asked them to come over, to ask them to be brought. And when they brought them, he gave them one more chance. He said now in verse 15, Now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackboard, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And that was where Nebuchadnezzar was wrong. He actually threatened, after he gave them one more chance, but he put the, the threat to, to confront who is the God that they are worshipping that will, that will stand against his decree, or that will deliver them from his hand. He said, Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And verse 16, that made the children, these men, these Hebrew men to be, to be at their eyebrows really were raised now when he challenged their God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now that was the confrontation, and this is where the men stood up for what they believed. They were ready to die. Anyone that is going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ must be ready to lay down your life. That is what the Lord Jesus Christ said also in his word. He said, count the cost of being a disciple. You listener that is listening to me, maybe you don't believe in the gospel. But now, there is no other way unto heaven other than through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
better make up your mind. Now, if you are believing and you say, I am a believer in Christ Jesus, count the cause of being a disciple. It's, the Lord Jesus himself said, he said, carry your cross and follow me. You have to forsake all things and carry your cross. What does carry your cross mean? The cross in those days was what they used for cruise, for execution. Executing those who have offended, who have kicked against the government of the land. And the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified on that cross, even though he has done nothing wrong, but he was accused of being a, a rebel rouser or, or, or blaspheming against the, the God, even though he was himself the God. Now, so he was crucified for our sake, but he, he made it clear to everyone that we follow him that if you are going to follow me, you've got to forsake all, forsake your own life and carry your cross means be ready to be crucified, be ready to be executed for your faith. Only those who do not fear, who do, who do not love their life unto death, those are the people that can really please God. Because when you throw away your life for him like that, then he said you will find your life because whomsoever God will hold in his hand, no devil can take him out of God's hand. That is the key thing. But for God to hold you in his hand, you must be ready to give up everything else and give up your life for him. And that is what God is talking about. And he, this is what these Hebrew men confess in this their testimony here. Number one, they confess the two sides. They confess the sovereignty of God. They first confess that, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, if you throw us in the fire, the God we are serving is a big God. You that is listening to me and we that are believers must confess our God as a big God that is able to deliver. Now, in the second part of what they confess, they say, even if not so, that is, if God refused to deliver them because God is sovereign, which means God can do whatever He pleases to do, we don't have to buy Him to do it, we don't have to beg Him to do it, we don't have to, to bend His arm to do it, God is sovereign. And so He can choose to deliver, He can choose not to deliver. Not that He's not powerful, He is much, He's almighty. But if He chooses not to deliver, we that are following him must still be ready to lay down our life for his cause. That is what these people are saying here. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, that is if God does not deliver, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set of. Now, brethren, this is faith. Faith is that that can confess the two sides of God because when you look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11 the, the list of the men of faith the list of the heroes of faith was given to us in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 starting from the faith of Abel through the faith of Enoch that disappeared without seeing that all through the faith of Noah who was saved with his family in the flood and all through the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then Moses, and then Joseph, Joseph and Moses, all the way. But at the end of that list, we saw the faith of some other men that we never heard about them. They didn't do wonders like we have heard about, but they were also listed as men of faith. Men that died for their faith. Men that refused to bow and preferring to a better resurrection. Those are also men of faith. Because it's not only when supernatural miracles happen that you can say these men are men of faith. Those who stood firm for what they believed and died for it, 
from the hand of the executioner or from the hand of the persecutors, they are also men of faith that are reputable before God. And when you look at the book of Revelation, the Bible mentioned that the, in the book of Revelation that those who are crying under the altar that were being beheaded for the faith of Christ, they were being consoled, waiting for the end of the world. So there are men that are going to lay down their life for Christ. And they were also men of faith. Whether they were killed by the unbelievers or by the false religious religionists, other religions that are persecuting the Christians, or whatever way they died for their faith, they were reputed and listed in the book of God, God's own book as heroes of faith also. Even those that were beheaded for the faith of Christ. You may look at it yourself in the book of Revelations. In chapter 20, you see where he said, those who are resurrected to live again on this planet were men that are beheaded for the faith of Christ. In verse 4, Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, he said, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. You see that? You may say, Well, all the Christians were killed in the olden days in Rome, as if they have no God to save them. They were beheaded, they were thrown to the lions, they were, they were born as sticks. But these people, that the world despised and the world told them away that we don't want them on this planet. They were the people that God gave this planet over to again to live and reign. He said they were there was thrones set up and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. This men of faith. They are also men of faith. All the apostles that were killed for the faith of Christ, they were also men of faith. Even those who were not apostles, they were disciples. They were persecuted in every corner of Roman Empire in the first two, the first three centuries. They were all men of faith listed in the scriptures. And we are called to be men of faith also. That whether we, whether we die for Christ or we go away in the rapture, we are also men of faith. If you will stand firm to the end. It's a day that shall endure unto the end shall be saved. So what are we saying? What we are saying according to this story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego is that there will be a time when your faith may be tested. In fact, it will be tested. Maybe it's being tested right now where you are listening to me. Because in many Muslim countries right now, Christianity is being persecuted. Maybe you are in prison because of your faith. But hang on to God and trust in it and do not deny your faith. If you die, you shall reign with Christ, is what the Bible says. So if we die with him, we shall live and reign with him. But those who denied him and refused to confess Jesus Christ because of the fear of the sword, they have already lost it. Because they that will try to save their life, they shall lose it, say the word of God. And they that lose their life for the sake of the kingdom, they throw away their life, they shall find it. And that is what the Bible says. And now let me bring it closer to home. What I want to talk about is the fact that a lot of when we say people are, how do we, what do you mean by you are trying to save your life and you will lose it? Let me give you a testimony of myself. When I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ, before that, after my high school years, I was a, a young man of 19 years old. My daddy, who was not a Christian, gave me a lot of magic charms and voodoo or juju for protecting myself. 
against all the wickedness of the world, against the wishes and the wizards, something to, for, for me to use to, to bait myself, some special concussion to use. And I was using that and I was still going to one church until it was preached to me that you cannot be mixing voodoo and juju with the prayer to Jesus Christ. You've got to choose one. If you want Jesus to be saving your life to deliver you from all these evil powers that you are afraid of, the wishes and the wizards and any evil thing that the devil has, if you want Jesus to deliver you, you can't be taking voodoo and juju from the devil for protection also. So I had to make up my mind. Which side will I go? Will I give up the voodoo and juju? Or will I just drop Jesus and hold on to juju and voodoo that my parents were have been using to protect their own life and they were passing it to me? And it costed me some money. The first money that I earned after my high school days. Now I made up my mind. After thinking it over, I made up my mind and I went to a river and I carried all the voodoos and the jujus, the soap, the concussion, and the cream and the lotion that they said I should be using to make the to make me get favor from people, to make the devil be afraid to attack me. All those evil voodoos. I packed them together. I went in the evening time to a riverside and I prayed to God because I was going to church, like I told you all of this. And I prayed to God. I said, Lord, I'm going to make a decision today. And I made that decision that I will not trust nor use any of those voodoos or jujus anymore. And I threw that thing into the river. Everything, I threw them into the river and I casted my life into the hand of Jesus. I made a declaration that day by the river, me alone and God. I didn't tell my parents. My daddy was still alive. I didn't tell him. Me alone and God. And I was just 19 years old. So you that listen to me, an high school student or an adult that is afraid to throw away all those shams and all those machinery that you think is protecting your life and you are hanging on to them and still crying to God for, for saving you. That's why your prayer is not being heard. But when I made that declaration on that day, I told God that if these witches and wizards were able to kill me and you are not able to deliver me, we're all well and good and I will go to heaven and come and meet you early. But if you are able to deliver me, O oh God, I cast my life into your hand and deliver me from those wishes and from those wizards. And from today on, I belong to Jesus. And I threw the, the, the juice and the voodoos and the lotions and the potions, I threw them into the water and the river. And I went back home singing praises to God. That was the day of my deliverance. That was the day I casted my life into the hand of God. But do you know something? This is why I'm bringing that testimony to you. This is why I'm bringing that testimony to you. You know something? When my daddy heard about it, or when he asked me, he didn't know, but nobody knew about it. But he asked me, Am I still using those things? And I said, No. I said, I threw them away. The, my daddy was furious and afraid. He said, You have thrown your life away. They will just kill you. That was what how fearful it was that all those uh, wicked people, the witches and wizards, will kill me because I threw all those shams and lotions away and I said only prayer, prayer alone is enough. He said prayer alone is enough and he thought I would never live to see to see, to see life. He thought I would never even live enough to bury him because he thought I would be 19 I most likely won't live up to 30 before they kill me. That was what he thought. But what I mentioned to you is that he exactly said I have thrown my life away and what does the Bible say? Jesus Christ said, unless you throw your life away like that, 
you are not going to find your life but they that throw their life away for the kingdom of heaven's sake they are the one that Jesus Christ will make you find your life and because you are keeping it for your everlasting life and then Christ will hold you in his hand that no devil no Jupiter can kill this one no witches, no wizard spirit can kill this one and let's see who can kill you when you have casted your life into the hand of Jesus that is what it means to confess the almighty God that we are talking about that is what it means to confess Jesus that is what it means to stand and not be afraid not to love your life unto death the Bible says so and that is what you see among these in, from the mouth of these Hebrew children they confess that our, our God is able to deliver us his mighty is the almighty and even if he does not deliver us we are still not going to bow and that was what I also confessed on that day by the river. I said, uh, my God, I'm going to cast my life. I cast my life to the hand of Jesus Christ. And I said, it, that if these wishes kill me, then I will go to heaven and come and meet you. But if, they, if you are able to save me from the hand, save me. And the Lord has delivered me since then. I'll be alive. And my daddy that thought I would be dead, by now he's passed on. After he knew that the Lord Jesus Christ had been with me, he himself came back and accepted God and I said the Lord Jesus Christ but what does the Bible say in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 it says, and they overcame the dragon they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto the death now that is the faith that will overcome the devil don't love your life unto the death the devil threatens people with death but if you are ready to, to die for Christ then you will live because Christ is the Almighty, and he said, "Fear not, I am He that was, I am He that liveth and was dead. Behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen." And have the keys of death and of hell. So Jesus is the only way. And what we are preaching to you today is to make you to stand firm and be bold enough to confess Jesus. Be bold enough to confess that our God is big and mighty to deliver and to save. And even if He refused to deliver from a persecutor we still are not going to bow we are not going to deny Christ this is what you saw we, what we have seen in the story of this Hebrew men Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and what was the result of their confession they were cast into that furnace of fire if you have not known the story let me read it to you again See, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the form of his visage was changed and what happened he commanded that they should be bound tightly and cast into that furnace of fire and he even made the fire to be seven times hotter so that if these men will escape it will have to be by a miracle but God was waiting for them in that fire by the time they cast them in the fire even the fire destroyed those men that carried them see the men that carried them into the fire were killed by the flame but these three Hebrew men they stood they fell down and by the time Nebuchadnezzar came to look by they were walking up and down without any hurt in the furnace of fire in verse in Daniel chapter 3 that I was reading in verse 22 therefore because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego but this man they fell down bound to the midst of the furnace of fire. And Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste and spake. And said unto them, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? The answer said, True, O king. He said, But I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no heart. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mount of, mouth of the burning fairy furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego the, came forth of, out of the midst of the fire. And the people saw them that even their hair was not singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire passed upon them at all. And Nebuchadnezzar now speak and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel, and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Now, see how these men brought glory to God. When we Christians, we, when we are bold enough and we stand up for our God, when we stand up for Christ and not being afraid, and even though the persecutors persecute us, and we, even if we die for our faith, that is when glory is brought to God. But that is the only way also God can show His supernatural miracle. When we stood up firm and do not deny Christ, and then He can show forth His wonders. And Jesus Christ is wanting who is going to stand with me so that He can show that wonders through you or through me. Don't deny Christ. Stand firm and the Lord will deliver you. And if He does not deliver, still do not deny Christ. Confess Him unto the end. Because they that, they that stayed unto the He said, He whosoever will hold on unto the end, the same shall be saved. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. And I want to pray for you right now. Ask Jesus to come into your life if you have not known Him. And if you are a Christian, ask Jesus Christ for the boldness and for the faith to confess.